All right, so we're live. I guess like for like a little quick introduction to anybody that doesn't know who you are, which I feel like anybody that's like a Buckeye fan or knows anything about Ohio State basketball should probably definitely know who you are. But if you want to just give some give these people uh, just a little rundown of yourself. Uh, yeah, man, I played from 2015 to 2019 for Ohio State uh, from Chicago. Um, was on some good teams, some great teams, some bad teams. Um, I was a captain in 2019. We, uh, my last two years were with Holtman first two with, with coach Mata, um, won two NCAA tournament games, won my junior year, won my senior year. Um, uh, my junior year, we, uh, lost a really tough game to Gonzaga in the, in the round of 32. My senior year, we were, we upset Iowa state who had just won the big 12 tournament, which was an awesome win, uh, was a part of some awesome wins, at Ohio State, um, still super involved with the program, just that from a fan alumni perspective, just living in Columbus. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people know me for being that guy at the end of the bench uh, with with a towel, started the, the whole towel gang thing that people really enjoy and, and love, and, and I still do as well. And, uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that's pretty much the my, that's my story. Man, your, your story is like – it's kind of crazy, right? Because like you were, you're like a fan favorite guy, right? I mean, you got we got the football fans, like because most most of my followers would probably be considered followers because of the football, right? But basketball, um, obviously, we got the fans that are really dedicated to it. Like me, I'm dedicated to watching the basketball games. I'll watch it and I'll uh, get just as mad if something doesn't go our way as I will in football. But you're a fan favorite guy, man. Like, what does it feel like to be like one of the like bigger fan favorite players that? have played at Ohio state. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's awesome. Obviously uh, part of the reason why, you know, I wanted to go to Ohio state was because of, you know, the, the fans um, set myself up for after school, making a name for myself, building up, building a brand, so to speak. And, you know, I definitely thought I was able to do that uh, at Ohio state, which was just awesome. I mean, the fans were great. Uh, you know, I feel very loved uh, all the time. Um, and, yeah, it's just uh, the four years were awesome. Everything that happened, I felt like it happened for a reason, you know. So, um, but, yeah, just, be, you know, exactly what you said. Being a fan favorite feels good. I mean, like, yeah, there I, I felt like I could do no wrong at times, which was hilarious. So, um, I, I miss that the most out of out of anything. What's your story like before you got to Ohio State? Like, where did you go to high school? Where did you play your high school ball at? Like, were you recruited by, like, other schools? Did you play somewhere else? Did you get transferred to Ohio State? Like, what's the story there? Yeah, so I was uh, a recruited recruited walk-on to Ohio State. Um, I was really just looking at doing uh, some sort of D3 basketball was, was kind of what I figured would be my college career because I did really want to play college basketball and I wanted to get a really great education as well. I wasn't being recruited by, you know, division one schools. I had some D two looks and stuff, but it wasn't super interesting for me just because I wanted to, you know, go to the uh, extremely high academic school as well. Um, and obviously Ohio state checks all those boxes, right? Great athletics, great school, great campus. It was, it was as it was as far away from home as I could be while it's still considering it being close to home. Um, but yeah, I was a recruited walk-on, came to Ohio State uh, the summer going into my senior year of high school, 
uh, and, and played really well in the whole Ohio State team camp with my high school team uh, and kind of just rolled from there. The coaches said, hey, you know, we're not going to offer you a scholarship, but we'd like to stay in touch. And uh, we stayed in touch, told them, you know, hey, this is my dream school. Like My mom went to Ohio State. Her whole family went to Ohio State. I grew up a huge Ohio State fan. Uh, it was kind of the only opportunity where, um, you know, I basically would – pass up my playing career right to to go do something that I felt like um, it was a, an opportunity to be a, a part of something that was bigger than just myself and and my goals and and individually how I felt so um, I you know the once I got the call from from the coaching staff that I that I was uh, you know I had a spot as a walk-on um, it, you know the I was signed sealed delivered ready to roll the the only kind of other story part of the story is that I was uh put on scholarship my sophomore year. I mean, I was a good player. You know, who Anybody who watched games, you know, when I went in there, like, I was You're a good, good player. Bro. I, you were definitely good. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. You know, I was good. I No one knew who I was, though, right? I got to Ohio State. Even some of the assistant coaches didn't know who I was. Um, and I was, I was a good player. And, you know, my hard work kind of was rewarded with a scholarship. I think the timing and the structure of the roster had a lot to do with that. But, yeah, I mean, it was – it was it, the four years were incredible from the story of being unrecruited to walking on to being on scholarship, to being a captain. I, I definitely don't take that lightly. I know that that's really unique. I know that that doesn't just happen. Um, and, and I'm really appreciative of the people that were around me, the coaching staff, my family and, and all that good stuff. Cause definitely wasn't just a one man show to get to where I am. No, that's true. And you probably, you, you played with a lot of great players too. You said your first year at Ohio state was what you, which, what year again? My first year was 2015, so that team was um, – that was like Kata Bates-Diop and Jay Sean Tate. They were sophomores. Mark Loving was a junior. We didn't have any seniors on the roster. Uh, so that was like – the guys we were playing a ton were like Trevor Thompson, Mark Loving, Jay Sean. Um, you know, Kata played a, a good amount as well. Um, Cam Williams, uh, CJ Jackson, Jaquan Lyle, or no, no CJ, Jaquan Lyle. That was like my freshman year, my sophomore year. We were really, really bad. That was, um, <laughs> when we went like 17 and 15, lost to Rutgers in the, in the tournament. Um, nothing really to write home about that year. Um, Jaquan was a bright spot. Trevor had his moments. Kata had his moments. JT got hurt at the end of the year. That was just, that was not a fun year, but then obviously the tide kind of turned once, uh, coach Holt got brought in, um, which uh, obviously when you're a player, you feel pretty indifferent about your coach getting fired, right? You just have no idea. Um, but but obviously it was it's a pretty big blessing that, that Holtman came. Um, and, and, you know, we needed uh, a jolt. The program needed a little jolt of energy. And um, you see that it's been rolling ever since. So what do you think it was, though, like with Coach Mato, you're like, like, cause you played with them for two years, right? So, did you guys kind of like seek? Cause, like, we had good players on those teams. Like, like you said, Jaquan Lyle, he was a bucket. Oh, he ended up transferring to like what New Mexico State or something like that. Like, I don't know. But yeah, yeah I mean, uh, they were good players. It's just college basketball isn't just about getting good players. Obviously, oh, yeah. you know, any any almost anybody who is uh, not even a college basketball fan, but just as long as you're rational, you understand that there's a lot more that goes into sports than just talent or else you know Kentucky would win the national championship every year and um, you know it's funny in football it sure seems like talent wins every single time but that's why basketball college basketball specifically is the best sport 
in the world is because uh, you see St. Peter's now. I mean, any game, any well, team can right win. Now. Doesn't matter how talented you are. So it was it was factors beyond the 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 talent we had on the court. It was not, you know, it was a combination of some you know, some coaching staff things, right? I mean, like they got to push the right buttons uh, and also the players, which I think they shouldered, you know, we shouldered 99% of the load, just not doing our job. Guys, you know, the, for a number of different reasons, there were things that were off the court, on the court, just, you know, players win games. So as much, the coaching staff can only do so much. So it was just a tough, it was just a tough few years, you know, losing this, the scary thing, is when losing kind of becomes a habit. And I think those teams uh, were, were okay with losing, which is something that I've never really been a part of. And it was really weird to be a part of um, where it just was like, well, you know, we'll just go out there and keep doing what we're doing and hope the results change. So, you know, just a little refresh, fresh start, different roster. It just, you see, I mean, it needed to, we need to push the reset button. So Okay, so you you brought up um, like the liability, like everybody's reliable or like liable for like coaching to players and stuff. But you think it's fair for like as a fan to be watching a game and like I don't want to say bashing on the players, right? Because you get a lot of that, but like putting the blame on the players a little bit, right? As a fan, you know, because like people call for the coaching, right? But the coaches aren't out there actually playing the ball, right? They're coaching the game up, but they're not on the court playing. So do you think it's fair as a fan to be kind of like? Just, you know, just being a fan against the players. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's okay for fans to be critical. It's part of their job. It's part of the reason why there's pressure on players and coaches to win. Um, it, you know, it, that stuff drives, you know, the, the, the teams to, to want to be great and everything. Like, I'm all good with being critical. It's just when criticism is warranted, that's fine. It's just I, I get a little frustrated when fans clearly – think they know what they're talking about and they just don't I mean a lot of a lot of you know a lot of fans have never played the game at the level that these guys are playing or coaching at uh and it's just not fair to be critical and be critical about certain things that you have no idea what's going on right whether it's locker room issues or or play calls or who's playing versus who's who's sitting stuff like that is where I get frustrated when 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 fans go after individual players for bad performances it's like, come on, man. These guys are 18 years old. They're 19, 20 years old. As long as they're playing hard, it's really – I have a tough time with fans being critical as long as players are playing hard. I, I understand results matter. I, I understand we're at Ohio State um, where the expectation is higher than a lot of other places, which is great. I mean, having pressure is a privilege. That's something that Coach Holman always said, and I am totally with that, and I'm good with that. Uh, it's just – as long as it, it warranted isn't the right word because uh, everyone there's can be criticism all the time. You know, think about March Madness, 68 teams in the tournament, only 67 teams win it. You can be critical about all the other 67 teams, you know? So it, it, it I, I just have a tough time with how easily fans can voice their opinions now on Twitter and everything, right? Like it can, it shouldn't get in people's heads, but it does because people are human and, um, again, I don't think warranted is the right word, but for lack of a better term, I, I think when the criticism is warranted, fine. You know, when we lose to Oral Roberts last year, you know, there's no, there's no pr- protecting that outcome, right? Like that is bad. That's not good. Right. But, uh, there's, you know, when you're uninformed and just coming after people just to come after people, that's when I have a problem. 
No, you made some good points. Okay, so let's get into this season, right? So we we started this season. Um, I don't know. I guess we. I, I want to say we started the season great because the first few games of the season were kind of like, kind of like the entire season in a way, right? Because we we we're a good team, but we never like. And any there's a few games where we would put somebody away, but then there's been moments in games where it's like you never really feel like felt like this was going to be like a blowout or we were, we were going to win this game convincingly. Right. So we win our first few, we, we have a really bad loss to Florida like that, that, that loss sucked, dude. Like I, I always tell people, right. I'd rather get, I don't know about you as a player, but I'd rather get blown out by a hundred points than lose at a buzz on a buzzer beater. Like, I don't know what you feel about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, to answer that question, I've, I've been on both sides. They both suck. I, I hate losing. I don't think I really have, an answer for how I like to lose. I, I think as a fan, um, I agree that as a fan, when the game is a blowout and the outcome has been decided 30 minutes before the game ends, you know, that's, that's fine and great and, and nice, honestly, get some time back in your day and everything. Um, but as a player, I mean, like, you don't want to get blown out. You know, you, you, you know, that's embarrassing. You don't want to get blown out. You don't, you want to have a chance to win the game. Like, you know, those close losses are, are building blocks in the season. Like, granted, a loss is a loss, and there's no pictures on your record, you know. Uh, no matter how you lose, it's going to show up the same way as, as an L. But I just – I don't think a player really sits there and is like, damn, we might as well have lost by 30 today because we lost by one. I don't think that that really crosses players' minds. But in terms of this season, yeah, it was a roller coaster, right? I mean, came into the season with expectations of – you know, this team is going to compete for a Big Ten championship, which we did until the last two games of the season. Um, we like came five, into it. man. We, we sucked it up in, in October, man. Or not October, but we sucked it up in March, man. Yeah, I mean, we I don't count the Penn State game or anything, but, like, yeah, until the last stretch of, okay, three games, we were one game back from winning the Big Ten. So we were in contention for winning yeah. the Big Ten, and if we were healthy – I guarantee you we would have been right there to the to the last day. Um, I think that this season was like split up into two different seasons. It's like pre-COVID and post-COVID when the team caught it. Um, I, I really do think that if we were healthy all season COVID-wise, we would have kept rolling uh, and had a little bit more of a successful higher, higher win percentage record. Uh, I think that because of that, the latter half of the season that we were kind of just talking about, um, caused, uh, you know, like this the condensed schedule on top of Michi missing time, Zed missing time, Kyle missing time, like all those things put together was just a recipe for disaster. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and obviously I'm biased, but like I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. Like, yeah, we probably shouldn't lose those games, but the facts are the facts. And the fact that we had no Zed, no Kyle, like our team is not good. Uh, obviously, I don't know what you expect, right, from from a team missing two starters. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's that, that's just a roller coaster of a season, 100. percent And it was, you know, super true at the end of the year when it was like, damn, like we just can't catch a break. And then it just toppled from there. And you talk about, you know, fans and being unrational and everything, like or irrational, like the, you know, the end of the season, sitting there and pretending like we're supposed to be one of the best teams in the country when we're down significant manpower that that's, you know, it's, it's just, it's tough. It's tough to win anyway, let alone with two of your best players. Right. So um, 
yeah, just a crazy year, a weird year, a year of, of what ifs. Um, you know, what if Justice Suing was healthy? What if Seth Collins was healthy? Uh, what if we didn't catch COVID? You know, just crazy stuff like that. It's just such a bummer. It just shows you how hard it is to win and how you really need things to go the right way. You know, you look at Wisconsin, who won the or partial share of the Big Ten, like no injuries all year, no COVID all year. You know, just take some some lucky breaks. And, um, you know, in this day and age, it's it's hard to stay healthy all year, whether you're in college football, basketball, professional football, basketball, any sport. It's just, you know, that's that the teams that are successful often are the most healthy too. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, outside of like, like we had, even, even with the injuries we had this year, right. Cause obviously justice suing was like a major contributor, right. Because he was like no, our number two guy pretty much probably coming into this season. Right. Um, and then Seth Towns, I mean, and we, it's, I, I still like, he's a good player, right. But we still to be determined how good he can be at Ohio state. Cause I don't really know how many games he's played. He didn't play, He hasn't played that many for us. Um, but the ones he did play in last year, he looked pretty solid when when healthy. Um, but with the with the team we had for the majority of the season, outside of like the injuries that we had, what do you think it is though with the team? Like, is it is it just the injuries and like the de- us being down these players that is having us play like this? Because like I said, we're, we're relying too much on our top two guys and EJ Liddell and Malachi. Um, we don't really have a third option, right? We don't, I think that our guard play this year, like, I'm not like a basketball professional or anything, but I feel like you need to have really good guard play, like at least solid guard play and like a decent center, um, to be pretty successful, you know? Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think you're wrong there. I think that we saw, uh, you know, against Loyola, against Villanova when we were full steam, you know, against Illinois on the road at the end of the year, obviously the Duke game, obviously other games in the Big Ten when we were at full strength, we were one of the 15 best teams, 20 best teams in the country. We just weren't at full, um, you know, we didn't have our full roster without injuries enough this year. And I think that that just puts a takes a toll on the team. Um, do I think the guard play was incredible? No. Um, do I think it was good enough to be a really good team? Yeah, because we, we absolutely were. There's plenty of teams in the NCAA that, that win without a center. Um, I know that Ohio State fans think that a seven-foot center is the, is the key to success. And, like, they grow on trees and, like, every team has them. That's just, it's just not true. Um, the way Coach Holtman plays, like, we've been super, super successful without those guys. Um, do I think, you know, like, Felix, who's coming in, is going to be awesome? I do. I, I think that a nice, that's a nice change of pace, absolutely. Um, I just think that at our best – when you know Kyle Young is a guy that would start if not play 30 minutes on every single team in the Big Ten and uh, that's our center with EJ I mean like that's a pretty pretty awesome front court Uh, you couple that with the fact that Malachi was coming into his own obviously Jamari Wheeler when he's hitting threes like we were we were good enough to be really really good Uh, it's just you know I think about the Loyola game obviously we were great that was that was an awesome win the Villanova game, if Kyle doesn't get hurt at the end of the game, like we're we cut it to two, like who who knows what could have happened, right? So I know that people are mad, and and I understand, like I understand that people want results and everything. I get it. Uh, I just think that it's just you know who knows what would have happened at the end of the game. It, no one would be complaining about no center, no guard play, blah blah blah, whatever. If we won a couple games, obviously we didn't. Um, but I, I just think that college basketball is is so interesting. Uh, I think the center is 
is less of a worry. I, I don't, I, I really just, uh, you know, I don't even, I don't really, that, that's just not how, you know, I don't think that's how coach Holtman necessarily wants to play. I, I think that he is working on that a hundred percent to get great guys in there at that position. I think guard play is really, that's, that's just 10 times more important. You know, you look at every single team that's playing right now uh, in March madness, that's still alive. Like they've got great, great guard play. Uh, I think that that's, by far the most important thing. You know, we were thinking people were saying Jamari Wheeler was going to be the next Aaron Kraft. Like that's a lot to put on a, on a guy coming into play. People thought Michi was going to take a huge step. He was playing great and then he broke his face, right? And then he had the ankle injury. Like he just never really got into it. Obviously Malachi was awesome, but is he a guard? Is he a wing? Whatever you want to call him, right? So, um, yeah, I just think, you know, there's a roundabout way to answer your question, but I think guard play is just – light years more important in, in college to win. I just go, you got to have great guards. And I, I think next year with justice coming back, the freshmen coming in, we'll get some guys in the transfer portal as well. Like we're going to have really good guards. Like that is so, so unbelievably important. What do you think about like the guys that we have on our team? Now you think like Nietzsche Johnson and they stay around at Ohio state. Like if we, cause we have like some really good true freshman talent coming in. Plus you said the transfer portal. So who knows what we can get? Do you think Michi is somebody that you see staying around, uh, sticking around for his duration at Ohio State? Uh, I mean, do I see him staying around? Sure. I, I don't know what he's thinking. I really don't have any insider information there. If if he transferred, would I be surprised? No. Um, I I think Michi's great. I don't I I don't know if he's the guy. You know, I I hope he is. It's going to be a huge summer for him, regardless if he's at Ohio State or if he's at wherever he transfers to, like this is a huge summer for him. Uh, I think he's got the tools to be an awesome, awesome college guard, college basketball player. Um, I, I think we need more than just Michi, you know, yeah. Bruce Thornton coming in, other guys coming in as well as a, another guy in the transfer portal. Like there's no such thing as too many good guards. Uh, so uh, it, it's, it's more than just Michi taking a big step. Although I definitely think he's capable and I, and I hope I, I, for his sake, like I hope, this year was not what he expected, obviously. I don't I think hope that anybody takes a big out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I think, like, like not a knock on Michi, right? Because, like, he, he should technically be a true freshman in college right now. Um, like, I, I, I think he could definitely get better. Like like I said, I'm talking as just a fan because I don't know shit about as much about, as be, as much about basketball as, like, you would or they would. But, like you said, a little underwhelming, you know, um, he was pretty much a starter um, from the get go um, this year, at least. But like you would, you would want more out of like the guard play, right? More aggressive, maybe not shooting as many threes because that's what it seemed like he was. He just kind of just wanted to chuck threes all game long, right? It's like you should try to facil- facilitate the ball a little bit better, and maybe uh, create some plays. But I don't know. I, I feel like he's still young, and I think that, like you said, with the off season, he could definitely become way better than he probably expects. Yeah, no, no doubt. I think Michi's game will always be that he's a great shooter. I think that'll always be his game. Um, but but you're right. I, I think that there's a lot more to him to be desired. I, I think that he he is a great shooter. I think he's got to be better on defense. He's got to be better making plays for others. He's got to be better attacking the rim. There's a lot of things that he's got to work on, and he will, and he'll get better at. Um, but overarching theme, I, I couldn't agree more that you know, he, he did just rely on just shooting, but at the same time, that was kind of his role. That was kind of his role when he was in there this year. Well, so with next year coming, um, 
we lose arguably one of the better players that Ohio State has had in a long time. Obviously, like I'd say the net, the last really good player we had compared to like EJ was probably Kata Bates, right? Kata Bates DF was he was a bucket. Um but like I don't even know what the future is with um, Malachi, right? Because he's still like I don't know if he's on the fence about going to the NBA, you know? Yeah, uh, it's big decisions for those two. For obviously, EJ's gone. Um, I don't see how Malachi stays when he's a projected lottery pick. But you know, oh. who knows what's going through his head, right? So, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because a lot of uh, a lot of the complexion of the roster next year is going to depend on if Malachi comes back. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, I would say that 85% chance he's gone. I mean, it's just, you know, you put yourself in his shoes, right? I don't care who you are, whether you're a basketball fan or not. If you, if you were told you were going to be a top 10 pick in the NBA draft, top 15 pick in the NBA draft and make millions of dollars as a 19 year old kid, it'd be hard to turn that down. Right. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I would not get your hopes up, Buckeye Nation, that he comes back. It's very bittersweet, right? You you want to, you know, have players that are one and dones, but then you also want guys who are on the fence to come back. But then, like, a guy like Dwayne Washington, like, he's – like, it's so awesome that he left early and it worked. So, um, it's just uh, – it, it's weird, right? It's very bittersweet. It's very bittersweet. It's sad, man. Like, I, I like Ohio State – basketball is not known for being like I mean I feel like maybe they were but like I think as fans like our expectations aren't like Ohio State is Kentucky or Ohio State is Villanova or Kansas every year you know because I I just think it's not like that anymore with Ohio State basketball so when we do get guys like uh, Malachi as a true freshman and then he bounces after one year like you said it's bittersweet because we finally get that one guy that we know that could lead this team to something really good. And then he leaves after a year, then we just kind of got to reload. I don't know. It just kind of sucks, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. Right. I mean, like, and it's funny and I'm not sitting here trying to be like coach Holtman's protector. Right. And trying to uh, validate every move he makes. But one thing that's so funny is that coming into this year, like fans were complaining, like, um, we're getting all these great recruits, but Coach Holman can't do can't get us a one and done. Like you know what I mean? Like we want to be Kentucky, we want to be Duke, we want to have these one and dones, get these McDonald's All Americans. Now he does. Now he does it right. He gets Malachi. Malachi's awesome. You know they developed him into a first round NBA draft pick, and he leaves. And then everyone's like, Oh my God, we want four year players. Why Why are guys leaving? We this stinks. You know it's it's just funny. It's just you can't have it both ways and you can never get it right which it's just it stinks because I'm with you like it's not fun to see these guys go when you know we're very selfish we want them to be on our team but you got to take a step back and and think about the kid and his success and how awesome it's going to be for him right and it's not easy to do that um but it's cool I mean like it's it's very bittersweet for me I mean like I know the kid pretty well he's an awesome guy I trust whatever decision he makes. Um, he, he's got his head on straight. And, you know, it, we'll figure it out regardless. Like, yes, it, we will not be as good as if he came back, but we'll figure it out. Why is the, I don't understand why the rule is so significantly different in college and basketball where you can be a one and done in college basketball, but you can't do that in college football. I mean, I'm sure there's something that I just never really thought about looking at. Well, it's, I think the argument is pretty simple. It's like all about how you need to be way more physically developed for football for, for your health, right? Versus, 
versus in college in, in basketball it's not as you know you're not bashing each other's heads against each other right so it's just a little bit of a a different sort of body that's necessary in, for the pros right like in baseball you can go straight out of high school um you know so it's same thing like same thing with like tennis golf all, every every sport you can think of basically so Okay, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good it's a good point you bring up that you know football guys are never worried about losing players early they get three years of them you know so uh, it's interesting you know I would also say that you should hold on to one year while you can I would imagine that sooner than le- rather than later it'll go back to you can go straight out of high school you know so it's uh it's interesting it's definitely well, how, interesting. how about this like like so we say with Malachi being projected to be a lottery pick in potentially make millions right so with nil stuff man like if a player is what he is in college basketball and he's able to make like in certain scenarios probably millions of dollars while in college right i mean i'm not saying that's what he's making or what he can make i'm sure he could but how does that like how do you think that would stop somebody's thought of maybe going straight to the straight to the nba you know i think that if someone was maybe a second round pick it could sway them but not a lottery pick lottery pick is life-changing money where that's handed to you on a silver platter, you get to play in the NBA, like you start your professional career. It's just light years different, respectfully. Like I under people ask me that all the time. Why wouldn't why wouldn't EJ come back? Why wouldn't this that for for one more year if if he has he can make all this money from NIL? It's like hundreds of thousands of dollars versus tens of millions is a lot. Couple that with the fact that you're getting to live out your childhood dream of being in the NBA and starting your career, who knows what happens if you come back. And that's not something that anybody wants to talk about, whether it's dropping your draft stock or God forbid an injury. Like it's hard to turn down millions of dollars. Like people can think whatever they want. There are very, very, very few guys making a million dollars, let alone millions of dollars from NIL. So, uh, I mean, is unless, unless the fans want to start a GoFundMe, to get this guy back, uh, I don't. I don't think the NIL is kind of is the way to kind of argue this. If that makes sense. No, yeah, I get it. But the, even like the draft process, I mean, they tried to screw like like I don't know, man. It's kind of weird how like they they the evaluation is like I'm not a draft scout or anything. Like the evaluating for like players to say if they're good enough to be in the league, right? You watch them in college basketball hoop all year long. Dwayne Washington was doing what he was doing. I don't think a lot of Buckeye fans thought he should have went to the draft. He did, didn't get drafted, but now he's coming off the bench for the Pacers. Like, and I, I'm sure he's doing more in the league right now as an undrafted point guard than a lot of the dudes that were drafted before him. So I, I don't know, man. The whole evaluation and like even in the football stuff, like what the fuck does the combine prove? You know, I don't, I don't get that shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I. I... Uh, there's no, you don't know until you know, all right. You don't know the decision until, you know, I was with Dwayne a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about it and he was like, yeah, you know, when I didn't get drafted, like, obviously did I have doubts? No. Cause like that dude, obviously everybody knows he's the most confident guy around. Did he have doubts? No, but he was like, you know, it's not going perfect. Now you look back a year ago when he, w- when he declared, it's like, how could it have been a m- much better? You know, he's scoring 20 points uh, in games, in the NBA, playing for the Pacers in the first like, half. Yeah, he was undrafted, but since then it ha- it hasn't been in a better situation. He's he's been starting games, he's playing a ton. Like he 100 percent made the right decision. And like you said, a lot of people were a little nervous about 
or well, see, I'm nervous because I care about the guy. Every fans are nervous because they're not nervous; they're pissed because they just think that he made the wrong decision. And I can't lie; even I was like, "Hmm, was that the right decision?" I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I, it's it's crazy. But the only way to know is you reflect on like a year, two years time. And I think he made the right decision compared to a lot of other guys that go early and don't get drafted and don't even ever play in the NBA. I mean, he's he he's he made the right call. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a big Cavs fan, so like when the Cavs were playing the Pacers, he was cooking the Cavs, man. And like, I'm a Cavs fan, man, so like I'm I, I support you, Dwayne, but I'm not cheering for you to uh, beat the Cavs. So when he was giving the Cavs buckets, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm like, you weren't even drafted last year, dude. Come on. <laughs> but like, no, I, I still love the guys, like. I show support when I'm watching, like, me, like, Kata Bates, like, he was supposed to get on the podcast, but, like, obviously, like, scheduling and stuff, it's a little harder, especially when you're actually playing in the NBA, so um, it's really hard to get scheduled, but I appreciate you for actually, like, responding to me, bro, and being available. Yeah, no, no, my pleasure. I mean, I I got my own show. I know how it is. I, I look at it like, hey, I've been, I've been doing it for a long time, and I kind of look at it as, like, I want people to respond to me when I ask them to come on the show. So when people ask me to come on, it's yes, absolutely. So uh, if I have time to do it, I'm going to absolutely do it. I, I have a blast doing this stuff. I could talk about Ohio state hoops forever. Um, so I just appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously I'm not like as knowledgeable as like a lot of people are like, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff, but as just a fan, you know, I, I'm pretty in-depth and I try to pay attention to this stuff and I watch it, right? So, obviously, I'm super biased and I probably say stuff that rub people that rubs people the wrong way sometimes. But, honestly, I don't care, you know. That's just that's just my point of it. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. But, like, uh, what, I guess what I just wanted to ask you, like, with next year's uh, class, um, so, obviously, you, you knew we that Justice Suing and uh, Seth Towns, they didn't get honored as, like, a senior, so... I think a lot of Buckeye fans are just expecting them to automatically come back. Do you think for sure they're going to be back playing for us next year? Yeah, Justice will be back. I don't know. Seth is different just because of his health. But, uh, yeah, I would say with confidence that Justice is back and playing. I mean, the, the dude's sat out all year with an injury. I mean, he's not – I don't know where he's going. So, what do you, um, think, what do you think the real ex, realistic expectations are for us next year if we do lose um, Malachi, right? So, if we lose him – what is the expectations? If we keep him, I feel like we're going to be like one of the best teams, but if we lose him, what are the expectations? You know what, man, I can't give you any expectations who, I don't know who's going to be on the team. Um, even if you just say just Malachi comes back, like we still lose seven guys, yeah. you know, I have no idea what the expectations are. The expectations are different. Um, if we get the best guy out of the transfer portal um, and get seven great guys out of the transfer portal or, or if we only get four guys who are mediocre, like those are just different expectations. So I just, I wish I could give you expectations. I mean, Ohio State's going to give you expectations. Just the name, the fact is we should make the NCAA tournament and we should compete for a Big Ten championship. Um, but, you know, it all depends on what the roster looks like. And I, I mean, we got no clue. We don't even, we're missing two assistant coaches right now. We don't, we, we're losing seven guys. I'm sure other guys will transfer because that's just the name of the game now. It's going to be a whole different coaching staff, whole different team. It's just – it's all going to be way different. So I wish I could give you some sort of expectations. I just – just no clue, man. No clue. Well, I'll say, like, um, like I, I honestly have no idea either, but I'd say, like, 
with just a little bit of research I did. And like, obviously I didn't really uh, factor in like transfer portal, but um, with the guys that we have coming in, because we have like, I think it's the best class in the big 10, I think, and like a top five in the country. Um, like it's hard for a lot of people to say, Oh, you don't, these guys aren't going to play like, dude, like fucking Duke and Kentucky and stuff. They do it every year with true freshman players. So um, I feel like if these guys coming in and then we do reach out to the transfer portal with who we lose this year and, this is my expectations if um, Malachi returns, right? I think we're going to be better than we were this year if uh, Malachi returns with the guys we have coming in. That's just what I think. Yeah, sure. I mean, I Malachi, I, I, like I said, I think that there's a very small chance that he comes back, and it's just so unfair to talk about expectations when we have no idea what the team looks like. But fair, if, fair. like you're saying, with the good freshman class that we have, Malachi comes back, we get some great transfers, I don't see why we couldn't have a more successful year. I'm, I'm with you there. Have you uh, who, who's your uh, pick for uh, winning it all this year? Um, I really don't want Duke to win, but they're the most talented team left. If I had to pick a team, though, um, I, I would probably if I had to pick like like gun to my head, I'd say Kansas. They look the best out of any team. They're the oldest. Um, they're kind of due. They can play a lot of different ways. They've got great guards. They've got they've got great bigs. They're they have the best in game coach of any coach left. Um, they, you know, Villanova who they play. I love Villanova, but if Justin Moore doesn't play, Villanova is a shell of the team that they normally are. So yep. I think that they have a little bit of an easier game beforehand, maybe, uh, than UNC or Duke, um, which is going to be an unbelievable game. But but yeah, I, I I like Kansas. I think they've gone under the radar. All year, all postseason, I, I think that they're my pick to, to bring it home. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, North Carolina. I think North Carolina is playing like really good right now. Um, I think I, I think a lot of people didn't expect North Carolina to be where they are. I don't know, maybe North Carolina fans did, but I think what are they like a seven or an eight seed? Um, yeah, eight seed. Yeah, so I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to be as good, but they're playing some really good basketball, man. They won me four hundred dollars the other night. You know, I, hey, I, there you I, go. I never win, dude. I never win in sports betting. Like I'm probably the worst better ever. Um, but I threw just ten bucks on the four games the other night, and I hit hit it hit it all. But um, I'm going to go guess. with I'm going to go with North Carolina. That's who my pick is to win it all this year. Yeah, I don't. I that's the other team. I love them. I love the way they play. I love their coach. Uh, I'm a big fan of theirs. I don't even know what the score is. Last before we started this, they're, they were up back in St. Peter's. Yeah, they're up by a billion. Oh yeah, so yeah, St. Peter's luck is uh, his run out. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, obviously the dudes on their team is are talented. Like, like we seen in the other game how they took out five starters and rotated another five guys in. Like, obviously they're talented guys, but I feel like it was just like they're riding the wave, you know? Yeah, I mean, no 15 seed has ever gone as far as they went. It's, it's you know. They're like the only, you know, I was making that joke about how you all 67 teams should be mad. Like they can't be mad. <laughs> like they had unbelievable, unbelievable year. So, um, or an unbelievable run. So it, it, they're, they're freaking awesome. I, their coach is awesome. They're what a, what a year, like, holy moly. Yeah. I mean, fucking Ohio State fans. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have nothing but respect. Like you, I always root for the underdog, right? If I wasn't, if I was like, Looking at it just as a fan, I'm root. I was root for St. Peter's, man. I was root for him to win the whole thing, but you know, just you know, they ran into a brick wall today. Yeah, the clock struck midnight on the Cinderella story, you know. Yeah, man. Well, dude, like I said before, I appreciate you for hopping on here with me. Um, 
dude, I had to go inside of a closet to do this because there was too much noise going on everywhere else. I'm like sitting in the <laughs> closet, fucking sweating right now. But, uh, dude, like I said, I appreciate it, dude. I'm going to have, uh, you know, Drew Chrisman from he was kicker or a punter. At of course. Ohio. Yeah. He's, he's going to be on tomorrow. So honestly, man, you don't have to keep this at, but I do this uh, at least once a week. Um, I try to do it with a player or former player or something or upcoming recruit. I just get on here and we just shoot the shit just like this. You know, we just chat a little bit. I like to get their story, their background, just, just talk about certain things in their life and stuff. So if you want to keep it, you can, if not, it's all good, bro. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll check it out. I love Drew. He's one of my really good friends. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate you thinking of me. Appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, let's uh, fingers crossed for Malachi that he comes back. If not, don't worry. We'll be we'll be just fine. I I trust our our coaching staff. The rest of the dudes will we'll be just fine. For sure, bro. All right. I appreciate it, man. Go Bucks. Absolutely, go Bucks, man. Thanks again. Yeah, Take man. care. No problem. Peace out, bro.